Colossians chapter 1. Colossians 1, starting in verse 15. We'll read verses 15 through 20. Just a few short verses, but boy, they are some good verses. They are, they were, they are very powerful <coughs> verses. Uh, at least when I read them, uh, I think, golly, there's, there's so much that can be said. It's a, it's a bunch of sermons I think you could take from these few verses, but then there's a part of me that says, well, you just read them, and it pretty much says all it needs to say on its own. There's nothing else that needs to be added. Uh, Colossians is a short book. Uh, those of you who are following along on the read through the New Testament in a year, you know that today you started Colossians, finished up Philippians yesterday, a relatively short book, uh, Philippians and Colossians were, uh, but it's only going to take you a few days to read it, not very long, but there's uh, some good things in this book, and, and Paul is, is putting Jesus at the center of everything. As he's uh, beginning his introduction in this first chapter here, he's making sure that the hearers and the readers of this letter know that Jesus Christ is central to everything, and that's why we are here tonight. That's why we come together to worship. We come together because of Jesus Christ. Everything, uh, everything that there is, Jesus Christ is at the center of. We see that uh, throughout the Scripture, but we see that really driven home in these few verses just in this one uh, passage tonight. So let's pray and we'll jump in. Father God, we thank you for these words. We thank you for this reminder of who Jesus is, dear Lord. Perhaps there are some of us or times in some of our lives, dear Lord, where Jesus is not at the center. But God, help everything that we do to revolve around Jesus because, God, it does already. And so, God, help Jesus to be at the center of our, of our lives and what we do. And I pray that through these words tonight that maybe the Holy Spirit would touch our hearts, would reveal something to us uh, that we need to hear, God. And so I pray that you be with me as I preach and teach. And I pray that you'll be glorified in this building tonight. In Jesus' name I pray it. Amen. Amen. Verse 15, these verses are speaking of Jesus. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. Now, this is a good reminder. Uh, when it says he is the image of the invisible God, I suppose there may be different ways that people would take that. But when I think about Jesus being the image of God, I think about Jesus coming in the flesh, that he came in the flesh, that God is a, is a being, is someone that we can't see. But we saw God in the flesh through Jesus Christ. It was something that we could, as human beings, put our eyes on. Now, not us personally. We weren't alive at the time of Jesus. But because of God's Word, because of the many people that saw Jesus, Paul and uh, the apostles that were with him, along with many others, they could see God in the flesh. They could see Jesus walking. They could see God Himself. Uh, they could see Him in a shape, in a form, in a human body. It says that He is the firstborn over all creation. Now, this is a tough verse. This is one that we need to be careful about, and it's tough to understand because at first glance, when we see that, that, that term there, firstborn over all creation, uh, we may get the idea, or some may get the idea, uh, that Jesus was a created being. But we know that that's not true from the rest of Scripture. We always talk about this. If you see a verse that by itself says one thing, we must look at the context, then we must look at the rest of text. And when you look at the rest of the text, 
in the New Testament especially, what you see is that Jesus was not a created being. Jesus has always been. We see that very clearly in John chapter 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, and the Word was with God. And then in verse 14 it says, And the Word became flesh. And so we see verses like that in the New Testament that remind us, that let us know that Jesus was not a created being. He has always been and will always be. Uh, the Greek word that's used there for firstborn uh, could mean uh, of, of, of uh, a supreme being, one that's over others. And that's probably how we should interpret this text. Uh, not the fact that Jesus Christ was born or that Jesus Christ was created, uh, but that Jesus is above all things, that he is over all things, that he is uh, the highest authority for all things. And we see that spelled out in the rest of the context of these verses that we are going to look at tonight. He is the firstborn, or he is the authority, he is above all creation. He is over everything. Verse 16, For everything was created by him in heaven and on earth, the visible and the invisible. Whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through him and for him. Again, these, these words really need no explanation. It tells us, it reminds us, it shows us that everything is on Jesus Christ. Everything is through Jesus Christ, is from Jesus Christ. Jesus is at the center of everything that there is. That's what Christianity is. That's why we come here tonight. We come to give praise to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Because had it not been for Jesus Christ and what He had done, we would have no reason to be here tonight. When I say for what He had done, for those that may not know that He gave His life on a cross so that we may be forgiven. And so it's because Jesus accomplished and fulfilled everything that God had required that God uh, uh, sent Jesus, and it's because that Jesus uh, did all of those things and completed everything that he was called to do by the Father that we come and that we worship tonight. And that's why Jesus is at the center of everything, because he has made God's plan come together in a way that no one else could. It was through Jesus alone. In verse 17... He is before all things, and by Him all things hold together. Isn't that good language? Isn't that, that, that good for us to read and understand that? That Jesus is what holds all things together. Not only does He create all things, but He holds all things together. He is also the head of the body of the church. Here's a reminder here that we remember that we come here to worship and to serve Jesus Christ. He is the head of the church. He is the one who leads and guides us. He is the one that we look to for, for, for guidance as a church in the decisions we make and the things that we do. The pastor, I am not the head of the church. Jesus Christ is the head of the body, the head of the church. He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, so that he might come to have first place in everything. We are reminded of the resurrection. He is the firstborn of the dead. Now some may say, well, well others had, had been raised from the dead before this point in Scripture. Jesus himself raised others, and that is correct. 
He was not the first one to be raised from the dead in that sense, but he was the first one to be raised from the dead to never die again. And that is the distinction between Jesus and the others that we see uh, that Jesus raised from the dead in the New Testament. When it uses the language here that Jesus is firstborn from the dead, it is reminding us, it is telling us that Jesus is the first one who has been raised from the dead by God the Father never to die again. Now this is crucial to us as Christians because that's the, the key that, that makes us a Christian. That's the key thing that we put our hope in. And we've talked about that in great detail in 1 Corinthians 15 over the last few weeks. It says here at the end of uh, verse 18, So that he might come to have first place in everything. Now, I like that language that they use there, first place and everything. Some of your uh, translations may use uh, supremacy. Uh, some of them may use, uh, I can't even think of it, uh, preeminency. Uh, those are all different words, but I think the translations that use first place probably help us to wrap our mind around it a little better, or at least it does for me, so that he might have come, so, excuse me, so that he might come to have first place in everything. Jesus should be first in our life. Jesus should take first place over everything and anything that is in our life. And that's a tough one for us, right? Because we like to be first. We like to be in control. We like to be in charge. We like to be number one. And that's what makes becoming a Christian uh, something that, that requires us to humble ourselves. It, it, it takes something of us to realize that we are sinners, that we need to humble ourselves before Jesus Christ and say, no, Lord Jesus, I'm going to put you first, even though that's the opposite of what our culture may say. There was a movie that came out many years ago. It's pretty old now called Talladega Nights, and, and one of the key uh, terms in that movie was, if you're not first, you're last. And that's kind of the mindset that we have in our culture today, that we want to strive to be first, and we want to strive to be the best. And there's nothing wrong with wanting to do a good job in whatever you're doing, and there's nothing wrong, wrong with wanting uh, to win or to do good in whatever it is that you're doing. But oftentimes in our culture, uh, it our culture would tell us to put ourselves first and our desires first. But the Bible says that Jesus should be first. He should be above all because He is above all. He does have authority over all. And the quicker we realize that and submit to that authority, boy, the better our life is. The more joy and the more peace that we have when we, when we surrender ourselves and humble ourselves to the one who is already over everything that we see in the Scripture tonight. Verse 19, For God was pleased to have all His fullness dwell in Him, and through Him to reconcile everything to Himself by making peace through the blood of His cross, whether things on earth or things in heaven. It's through Jesus Christ and the sacrifice that He made by His blood on the cross that uh, peace is, is brought, that there is peace available to you and I, that there is hope, that there is comfort. These verses are a beautiful reminder to us that Jesus Christ is at the center of everything. Whether we choose to acknowledge that or not, that is on us. But Jesus Christ is at the center of everything. Jesus Christ is holding everything together. And we need to realize that. If we have accepted Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, we have realized that. We have humbled ourselves. We have surrendered to Jesus Christ. But sometimes... We need to be reminded of that. 
Because sometimes perhaps Jesus comes in second place in our life, our third place in our life, our fourth place, our fifth, sixth, seventh, when Jesus should be the first thing in our life. He should be the first priority of our life. So maybe there are some in here tonight and you're already a Christian, but Jesus isn't taking priority in your life and you need to, you need to reprioritize. You need to put Jesus back in the center. Everything, uh, you, you look at many things in the world and it's what's in the center that's at the best. Take a Tootsie Pop, for instance. You get to that center, it's the best. Look at a ding dong, you get to the center and that's what's the best. There are many different examples that you uh, get to the middle of something and what's, what's the best is right in the middle. And Jesus Christ needs to be right in the middle of our lives, of our thoughts, of our actions, of our, of, our, of our heart. Jesus Christ needs to be at the center. And when Jesus Christ is at the center of your life, that's when things are the best. When you are fully focused on Him and have Him first. Do you have Him first in your life tonight? If you don't, you need to put Him back first. Let's pray. Father God, we come to you and I pray that you would just help us to keep you first in everything, dear Lord. I pray that you would just help us to keep these words that we, that we heard tonight, just keep them tucked away in our heart, dear Lord, and not forget them. Not forget that Jesus is at the center of everything and should be at the center of everything that we do in our lives and as a church, dear Lord God. And I pray that you help us to never forget that fact. I pray that you help us to preach and teach that anytime we have an opportunity. And God, I pray that you put Jesus in the center of our lives. If we got something else that's taken up that spot, dear Lord, that we would take it out and that we would place it with Jesus Christ. And I ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen.